This is Mo Gaffney, and you're listening to Vicki Abelson's The Road Taken. Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson. I wrote a book called Don't Jump. Andy Stone is my heroine, and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin. Oh my God, oh yes! She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars. And famous athletes and famous comedians. Sort of an insider's view from the outside. The warmth and wit of Vicky's writing knocked me out. In, in a good way, not, not like Cosby. Too soon? Vicky wrote a book? Vicki Abelson's long-awaited new book, Don't Jump, is finally here. Don't miss it. Available on Amazon. Quick Impressions is a full-service commercial printer with pricing that competes with online wholesalers. The difference is their customer service. From business cards, envelopes, brochures, to mailers, presentation folders, DVD and CD packaging, cartons, signs, to calendars, and I've used them for just about all of those things myself, including the galleys and bookmarks and signature plates for my own book, and custom-designed tissue boxes and notepads and labels for women who write. They've done it all. Um, and I ain't easy to please, as you well know, DJ. And they always blow me away. The quality of their work is stellar, and they're the nicest people ever. That's Quick Impressions. Hold the C. Quick. Q-U-I-K. Ask for Rick, but that does have a C. And then tell them that Vicky sent you, which also has a C. And they will love you up. You can find them at quickimpressions.com for all your printing needs. Welcome to Vicki Abelson's broadcast, The Road Taken, Celebrity Maps to Success. Vicki's the creator and host of the renowned celebrity-driven literary salon, Women Who Write, and the author of Amazon bestseller, Don't Jump. Here's Vicki. Hey, Louise. Hey, Vicki. Hey, John Mattox. How's it going? Um, ladies and gentlemen out there in uh, Cyberland, um, we have a new sound engineer working with us uh, starting tonight, John Maddox, who is a composer and um, a, a musician and uh, has done projects with Louise Planker, That's true. Our, uh, many projects. Yes, many projects. Such as? Great music. Great music. Well, we're going to have to hear. Maybe... You'll give us a track of music, and we'll play it. We'll play the show out with one of them tonight. Oh my tonight. gosh, let's, we would be honored. Okay, let's do that. Let's play it out. I can make that happen. All yeah. right, let's let's <laughs> yeah. let's play let's play out the show tonight with you guys. I love that. Okay. All right, how about the coffee song? Ooh, coffee song. Yes. We wrote the coffee song together. All right, I like it. We're gonna do it. Um, for those of you out there who don't know. Um, our producer, Louise Palanker, um, was one of the founders of Premier Radio, and. Um, Louise was in Washington this week, and we're going to we're going to talk about that in a minute. Before we get to current events, uh, for those of you listening, on Tuesday the thirty first tonight is Wednesday the twenty fifth, and so we're just off of it. Um, but before we get to that, today I had two epidural shots in my back. Ouch. Yeah. Um, Are you in labor? <laughs> I, I am not, but it, 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 and it was nowhere near as painful as labor. Okay. Um, that epidural didn't take, and oh my God, that's a whole nother story. But I got, I, I was hit by two cars 
because one isn't enough uh, in on July 4th. And I've had really bad back issues since then. And so uh, I didn't want to get steroid injections because steroids have all kinds of side effects. So there's this other thing called PRP, I believe I'm getting that right, where they take my blood and they mush it around and they take out the red blood cells and then they inject those back into my back to fool my back to think that it needs to go and heal it. So we'll see if that works. But in the meantime, I watch them take out like this huge vial of blood and then I I got two big needles in my back today. So I, so there was that. Wow. And, um, and as I was on my way to go, uh, it, it was in Beverly Hills, and I was passing um, near Carl Reiner's house. And Louise knows Carl Reiner's company published my book, Random Content. And they have some books over there that I was supposed to pick up. And I was just about to call Carl's assistant, Bess, and set up the meet, and um, I saw on my notifications that Mary Tyler Moore had passed. And um, I'm getting emotional now. I haven't been emotional about it all day. I've been thinking about it, but um, Mary Tyler Moore, for me, uh, with Marlo Thomas and that girl, Mary Tyler Moore represented, well, first of all, the first show, the Dick Van Dyke show, where Carl really introduced her to the world. Um, she was the mom. I wanted my mom to be Mary Tyler Moore. I, I, but I wanted to be Mary Tyler Moore, and I wanted to be married to Dick Van Dyke. So it was kind of all mixed up. But I was a little, little girl, so for the most part, I, I wanted her to be my mom. And um, that was one way to love her. And then um, that Mary Tyler Moore show, that was life-changing for for girls like us. Right, Louise? Absolutely. That was how we could aspire to whatever our dreams may be. That's right. And that was a changing generation where you didn't necessarily have to grow up and meet Dick Van Dyke, although that would have been excellent. You could go work in a newsroom. Or Donald Hollinger. <laughs> or Donald right? Hollinger, yes. Yeah, you could work in a newsroom and you could be a flawed human being. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. Mary is not flawed. Mary, I love that about, what I love most <laughs> about Mary is that, like, she would throw the worst parties in the world. <laughs> oh, and she'd go on the worst dates in the world. And, you know, she just, you know, things were such a mess for her. And yet, what her life revolved around was her work and the people there, you know, and, and friends, friendships. Yes. And that's my life today. Yeah. You know we, we, I, we all grew up to become Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, she showed you, us well, the way. She did, but you're married. I, I am you, now, uh, but well, yeah, only yeah. since five years. Right, and most I, of my life was being Mary Tyler Moore. There well, you maybe go. being Rhoda. Because, I mean, I wasn't as cute. (laughs) Yes, you are. I mean, Rhoda's as cute, but you know. Oh, poor. But and and I. I am now Mary Tyler Moore. I was married and all that, but now I'm Mary Tyler Moore. And so I, I wrote a note to, to Jim Brooks just before I, I came here, and I got this beautiful note back from him. And I want to, I want to, I want <gasps> a note from Jim Brooks. Yeah, because of Phil, I know, I know. Wow. So I, I wrote him a, a condolence, and he wrote back and he said, "Thanks, Vicky. It's been a strange day. The timing of losing someone who represented all the qualities we are currently so in need of." Yes. Oh my God! Exactly, exactly. So all of our rights and our freedoms are currently being threatened, and it was our generation of girls who looked at Mary and said, "Hey, we can be anybody." She she was the epitome of women's lib you know at the start of at the start of things gentle approachable beautiful humane funny funny warm (laughs) loving non-threatening yeah way the way men want us to be (laughs) 
<laughs> well, there, no. you know, we love men, so why not? We do. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mary, um, and and not just Mary, Phyllis, Rhoda. Rhoda I mean, all of them, all, you know, all of the women on the show are just such an important part of, of the fabric of America. And, Georgette. Uh, Georgette, yes. I mean, there was a little bit of everything. Fantastic. Betty White. Betty, oh my God, <laughs> how did we forget Betty White? You can't, I mean, holy you can't. Hell. Yeah. I mean, just the most incredible cast of women yeah. um, and with Mary at the helm mm-hmm. and, and and such a gracious and and beautiful and funny, funny, funny woman. So anyway, so that th- my day was tinged with that. And then also I'm on the heels of a cyber imposter experience. What? And Intrigue. Yeah, I, I had an experience like I, I have to write it. I'm going to have to write. I'm going to have to write it. And I have to write it fast while it's still passionate for me. But actually somebody, I, I'm single at this midpoint in my life. And I was dared to go on the dating sites by my therapist, which I did a couple years ago. And I have found without exception that every single man I have connected with, without exception, has lied about something major, whether wow. it be their age, their height, their career, their status, their, their financial, something is off every single time and so each time anew i i trust again and have hope that this will be different and we have the conversation so i i I made certain rules like you have to have a social media and i have to you i have to verify that you exist i don't care who you are you don't have to be anybody except the person you say you are Mm -hmm. so i set up all these like safeties but what's happened is that the men are getting smarter and they're finding ways around it. So anyway, I found this gentleman, Harvard graduate, um, a cultural anthropologist. What the hell is that? You know, and we had this and it and smart and funny. And I asked for his social media. Oh, I don't really like social media. (laughs) But I have an Instagram because you have to have something. But it took him two days to give it to me. And that seemed a little odd. And by the time he gave it to me, I looked and there were certain discrepancies, but, and there was a woman, but it was like a few months before. And I said, are you single? Yes. Are you? Yes. Okay. Maybe they broke up. But like there were things that were just a little off and he would kind of disappear for a day or two and show back up. But anyway, it escalated very quickly. And he was like the first man in like years that has seemed to have the whole package, like smart, funny, attractive, young, everything that I was uh, affirming for, wow, and got me and was interested in me and listening to our radio radio show and reading my book and all of this stuff, listening to it. And um, it was, it seemed too good, when something seems too good to be true. Well, anyway, long story, we were actually going to, he, it turned out there was a glitch and he was actually in Arizona. He wasn't local. I set my thing at like 60 miles and he was actually in Arizona, far away. And I was like, how did that happen? And he said, oh, it must have been the universe. (laughs) And I, yeah. This is fake dating news. 
Okay. No, it's alternate. Oh, yes. It's alternate Alternate dating facts. It's alternate dating facts. So um, anyway, I'm I'm making, I'm keeping this a long story. Let me make it shorter. We were going to meet in Vegas with my therapist's blessing and all of this. And I was going to take a leap of faith. And I was really happy and joyous and having the time of my life. And it was one of the best flirts I've ever had. It was fabulous and stimulating, wonderful. And, um, Something just seemed off. And so one night he said, you know, I'll call you back in 15 minutes. He didn't call me back. I decided I was going to work my program. I wasn't going to try and change him. I wasn't going to complain. I was going to accept it. He didn't call the next day. I started getting a little suspicious. I decided to look into his Instagram. Anyway, long story short, I discovered total liar, totally different name, Has is with the girlfriend, totally different he's a yoga master and has a yoga studio um and you discovered this through his instagram i yes i did some digging and through the instagram i got to the facebook and i got the picture with the tag and the name so i didn't know what i was going to do and i was asking everybody's advice and i didn't know what i was going to do and i kind of had conversation with him he he wrote to me while i was at the women's march and i just didn't even deal with him then so Finally, yesterday, when he wrote to me, I called him. I said, hi, and I called him by his real name. And he didn't even flinch. He just continued the conversation. We were texting, and he didn't even flinch, and he kept the conversation. And then I said, and then I listed the old name, the new name, the and I said, so exactly who is it that, you know, I'm going to be um, jumping in this? And he said, well, why not the whole kit? And he was making a joke. Okay, let's joke about it. And then finally, I decided to be real, and I said, you know, why did you do, I really cared about, why, why, what, what the hell? And he goes, um, I don't know what you're talking about. I think you're crazy. You know, the old gas, you've seen Gaslight. Okay. So I've been gas, I've been gaslit by the best of them. So now the guy's going to try and gaslight me. And I, I send him the picture of him with the girlfriend, with the tag of his real name. And now he says, oh, I see you've been stalking. I'm impressed that you stalked my brother and his girlfriend. Now he's saying to me, I think you're a little off in the head. I guess it's a cautionary tale that I knew what I needed to do to be smart and protect myself. And as a woman, um, I have been victimized by liar, cheater, stealers, and I have... um, walked away from those feeling bad about myself and feeling like I enabled this to happen or something's wrong with me or maybe they were telling the truth. And I've allowed myself to be gaslit in the past and that's not gonna happen anymore because we are women, hear us roar. Okay, I hated that song. I am woman, hear me roar, made me crazy. But I gotta tell you, when we were at the march on Saturday and Helen Reddy came out with Jamie Lee Curtis and sang that song, I was crying like a baby. It was beautiful. Okay, so now let's talk about what's important. We're all being gaslit by a liar, cheater, stealer. We are? Yes, yeah. we are. We are all being exactly segue perfect. Hello. Except you know what? We're not. Unfortunately, a lot of people are, but. Well, he's all of our. Not my president. No, he is not my president. I'm sorry. He is not. I, I will not call him that. I will not say his name. I, 
Though, no, he is not my president, but he is gaslighting he's a lot of people. He's the guy living in the White House. What do we do about that? I don't know. He's living on Fifth Avenue, actually, and they're blocking it off for like a gazillion dollars a day. And No, but he's not living with Melania. You know, I think Melania stopped sleeping with him. As soon as the pussy thing happened, I think it was all over for them. Do you, do you see that body language? Do you? Th- there is no way they're, they're banging. There's no way. I don't want to picture any of this. <laughs> My ears hurt. Um, Will Durst said she's the first first lady that guys are going to take the picture into bed with them and, and uh, take a flashlight and be doing their business under the blanket. That's first. first. Anyway, um, so I want to talk about Saturday. Um, I know you went to, to D.C. and yes. um, I want to hear about that. Talk a little. Tell me. I went with a lot of camera equipment and um, not really good at making signs, so I did what I do well, which is I, I filmed, and I walked up to people and I said, where are you from and why are you here? And I talked to a lot of people, and it was quite a beautiful thing because as much as I hate crowds and noise and mm-hmm. being shoved, it felt like everybody left their home in the exact same mood, mm. and it was extremely and extraordinarily loving. So it was an experience that I'm going to carry with me as I continue to resist. And I'm going to make a YouTube film from what I... What I you? love that. I can't wait to see it and um, and have that experience with you. I was here in L.A. Um, and the first hour and a half was really stressful because they had us all kind of caged in this really small area and we were really close together and nobody could get to a bathroom or knew where they were and my friend Ali and I happened in DC and it felt like we were all giving birth to ourselves well I felt like they were doing it on purpose and trying to incite a riot no they Um, didn't know how many of us were going to be. no I I don't believe they did but it was really scary there for a while and it took us an hour and a half to make our way through this crowd literally inching through to try and find a porta potty which we didn't find until they finally opened it up and let us march and um, so that was a little scary but then once that happened and we started marching it was my favorite part, as I said earlier of the day, was seeing all the men in the pink pussy hats who had come to join us and all the children and the pets and the grandparents and the wheelchairs. And it was like every it was it was just it it was it was, it was America. It was America. It was so beautiful. And people screaming from the buildings and 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 from the carts and driving by. It was just fantastic. And um we happened, we, we never made it to City Hall because by the time we had just gotten there, people were turning around. And so we turned around with them, not realizing where we were going or what we were doing. And we just happened upon the rally. And so the first thing we saw was Rufus Wainwright saying, um, hallelujah. Oh, wow. my God. Then Barbara Streisand comes out. And then Lily Tomlin comes out. And Jane Fonda comes out. And, and Natalie Portman and Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Helen Reddy and Jamie Lee and all of these people. And what was most impressive about all of them is that they were fearless and ferocious. Wow. And they spoke about him the way he deserves to be spoken about fearlessly for themselves. And my concern is what is he going to do to them? There's This is a, a vengeful, sick, perverted human being that he's vengeful in, in a really ugly and personal way. And he takes everything personally. He writes it down and... He, you know, I, I have this thing on Facebook now where I'm putting um, um, 
fuck fest of the day. Forget fuck fest of the day. It's fuck fest of the hour. Every hour today, he was doing something else more atrocious than the thing before. You know, we got we got to get our tonight's guest in on this because um, yes. I'm, I'm I, because that's why she's here. Well, she's here. She'd be here anyway. I would have asked her anyway. But let me just talk about Mo Gaffney for a moment. Um, Mo. Um, um, Louise, were you at with us? You weren't with us in Big Sur. Were you with us in Big Sur? I was not able to be there. Okay, I think I was getting married. You, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think you were getting married. So a few years ago, Mike Nesmith of the Monkees um, produced a Women Who Write and and at the, the Henry Miller Library in Big Sur and and Mo. And her wonderful son, Jack, Aww. came up, and we had so much fun. It was a fantastic. Allie Willis was there, a bunch of people who have, have been on the podcast. And anyway, we had just an amazing time. But I got to know Mo a little bit then. And I had, I've been a fan for long, because we're old. I'm old, so, yeah. We're, we're old. So, I've, I've, so, <laughs> so she's sitting here, so I'm going to start saying her credits. She's going to get very uncomfortable, but maybe not. Maybe she likes that shit. So Mo is an actress, a writer, a comedian, and an activist. Ah, that's the part I like most of all now. Yeah. She began her career with Kathy Jimmy, with whom she wrote two smash hit Broadway shows. Off-Broadway? Off-Broadway. I'm sorry. I knew that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm graduating you. <laughs> <laughs> and they won Obie Awards for both of them. And um, Tony's. And, no, we didn't win no, Tony's. No, because Tony's, you have to be on Broadway. I know. Yeah, you're confusing me. Okay, and they subsequently were filmed for HBO. Now you're going to say no, Showtime. No, no HBO. Yeah, HBO. And she's appeared in a fuck ton of sitcoms, including Friends, and and like in my, the top five of all time, you were regular on Mad About You, which, oh um. my God, oh God, that 70s show recurring role, most recently Two Broke Girls, and Veep, Julia Louis-Dreyfus oh, was man, so unbelievable. So she was so yeah. unbelievable at that. She was so fierce and fearless. And um, and in the UK, she created the hapless Taffy Turner for Aww. Ruby Wax's BBC series, The Full Wax, and appeared in every season of Absolutely Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Saunders recently declared that Mo is the funniest performer she has ever worked with. Yeah. I just think she couldn't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Her big screen credits include... A State of Grace, Other People's Money, Happy Texas, The Out of Town is Drop Dead Gorgeous, and Ab Fab, the mm. movie. Mo's long time, she's, Mo is a longtime activist mm. and has written and spoken extensively on women's rights and for the LGBT community, LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. and an activist for same-sex marriage. And Mo officiates at same-sex. I do. Okay, so we're going to hear about that. And um, you are... An activist, and you are my shiro. Oh, get out! And, and and I am, and I am so happy that you're here, Mo. Thanks so. Mo just got. Mo just came back from Washington last night. I did. I came back from New York. I went to New York, then I went down to Washington, and then I went back to New York, and now I came back here. Okay, we want to hear all about your journey to get to this point, but no, we got to talk about this first. Hmm. So, and I saw the picture of you with Gloria Steinem. Oh yeah. my God! Oh my God! So, so tell us what your experience was down there. Well, of course, the second he was elected, once I you know, peeled myself up off the floor <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, that I could just remember that night and, um, I was with friends and we, you know, we thought of course we'd be celebrating the first mm-hmm. woman president. And when it started to go awry, um, I had to leave. I couldn't sort of be with people mm-hmm. and I went home and I got online and it was easier to sort of be with my online friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I couldn't go to sleep. You took a moratorium. 
I remember you were taking a moratorium before the election, mm-hmm. and you said, I have to read books. I have to get offline. Tell me, recommend books to me, because I, I can't engage I in this think banter. Of I just couldn't, you know, the possibility of him being the president was sort of is playing itself out now, but this is what I would, thought of what would happen, Yeah, <laughs> which is why I was out there for Hillary and why I, you know, because I just thought this can't happen. I mean, prior to what he's doing now, obviously, he was he's just a dolt. He's a complete idiot and he's a puppet. Mm-hmm. So I, I know he's not coming up with this shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I was most afraid of is that not only he can't do anything, obviously, because he's an idiot. <laughs> So whatever he's doing is not coming from his brain mm-hmm. because, you know, he, he doesn't have one. But anyway, so so the second there somebody said there's going to be a march on Washington, I was like, when? And I so I bought my tickets on November 14th. Wow. So that's when, you know, I, I just knew I have to do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I bought my tickets and, and um, I decided to take a bus down from uh, New York. And on Which the, I did in 1968, by the way, in the March on Washington. You? I bust nice. down to the... Yeah, yeah. You were just a baby. I was. I was 12. But So what was the experience on the bus like? It was... Um, well, we had to leave at like 3.50 in the morning. Oh, God. So it was a little bit... Everyone's a little, uh, mm. uh, whatever, groggy. But once we got there, a woman handed me a hat, mm. and she had made it on our way down there. And Aww. she said, do you want a hat? And I was like, yes. So that's the hat I wore, which I thought her name was Mina, and she was great. And um, then we walked over to the metro and got on the metro. And when we got off uh, where to, to come out, there were a, a ocean of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, to get out of the metro, to get out into the light, mm-hmm. it took 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. In it too. was. But nobody was freaking out. Mm-hmm. Nobody, it's, it's sort of like... Um, Louise. Louise said, uh, I don't, you know, there was a lovingness there, but mm-hmm. there was also like this sort of determinate. I mean, what I saw was like this determination mm-hmm. that this cannot, you know, this cannot happen. We cannot have this happen. Mm-hmm. And we're going, you know, and it was, there were so many, as you know, because you were in L.A., but there were so many, I've never seen so many people mm-hmm. ever in my life, mm-hmm. ever, every, I mean, ever in my life of, yeah. of every type like you said mm-hmm. um everybody was represented mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. and um so that when you look around and you see that all of these people are there for you know for themselves for whatever their their issues might be whether you know it's a, you're a woman and all the things that encompass that whether you're a black woman and all the things that encompass that mm-hmm. whether you're a black uh a woman who uh, is maybe disabled and all the things that encompass that, whether you're uh, a Native American and, and your lands are being torn asunder, whether you're uh, a Latina or an immigrant or a Muslim, or they everybody was there. Everybody Absolutely. was represented. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, like, one of, this is what America looks like. That's, mm. you know, and that's what America looks like. That is America. I, that was one of the great chants of the day. This is this what is, America is, looks like. And this like. is what democracy looks yeah. like. Yeah. And um, so it was, 
uh, and I was lucky enough to to be able to sort of be backstage a little you bit. You had the VIP at thing. the rally, and that was nice. So tell me about that. So not, you know, everyone was like, "I wonder who she is." She's probably <laughs> oh stop. You know, could you get us some water? They said. No, I'm so, kidding. So um, what did Gloria like? I haven't heard of Gloria's speech. I've I've heard a bunch of the other ones. I only heard like a minute of her. What, what was? Oh, I do, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I honestly don't. But you know her. Um, I do. I've known her for a, quite a long time. Wow. I mean, we're not like best friends, but yeah. when we see each other, we we love each other and she's Gloria Steinem oh my I mean, god everybody yeah. can fuck off she's yeah. Gloria Steinem so <laughs> which was uh so great so great to see her and and here's a, a nice little story yeah. um we were really lucky to be to be back there mainly because um w- there was no place to eat <laughs> mm. and there really wasn't a lot of food there either but there was a couple of sort of vegetable sandwiches left on the sideboard so uh-huh. we scrambled over and got those and there was nowhere to sit, but we saw uh, this one table that had some people around it, and there was a couple of seats. And so I went up and I said, could we just sit here, just eat these sandwiches? And uh, the woman who was getting up, she said, yeah, I'm going to be back, so you watch my purse. And, uh, but, of course, you can sit here. So we sat down, and there were uh, an older woman and her daughter. And, um, and so we sort of talked to them a little bit, and we took pictures of each other, and, and, um, and they were really nice to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I saw Jesse Jackson behind me and I, coming, walking towards me. And I was like, oh, Jesse Jackson. And so I stood up and I said, uh, Reverend Jackson, could, could I have a picture with you? And he was like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. sure. So um, I, uh, the people that were on the other side of the, of the table from us mm-hmm. could actually were facing us. So mm-hmm. I asked if – and we'd been taking pictures of each other. I said, would you mind taking a picture? And so – uh, the younger woman uh, took the the camera and took pictures. It's all very nice, and she gave it back. And I said, "Thank you so much to to Reverend Jackson." And then he came around the table, and that was his wife and daughter, who were across. Oh <laughs> God, that's so. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's so wonderful. that was pretty amazing, and they were they were they were so nice. Aww. And uh, and they weren't like, yeah, that you know anything, but except that his wife, his name is Jackie. Um, I showed her my button. I had a button on my hat that said "fuck Trump" <laughs> that my son got me uh-huh. to take to the march, mm-hmm. and uh, so I said, "Look at my," you know, and she was like, "Oh," you know, she, you know, she was sort of like, "Oh, no, no, no," and uh, then she went over and got somebody's sign and brought it over, and it was some sign that had pussy on it, uh-huh. and she was like, "Look at that," <laughs> and I was like. Oh, you should march with that. She said, oh, no, 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 I can't march with that. I can't march with that. And she put it back. And I said, sure you could. And her daughter was laughing. And then when Jesse Jackson came over and she was like, that's why I can't march with that. I was like, I get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, speaking of the pussy and the fuck Trump mm-hmm. and all of that, um, the whole Madonna thing, um, which I didn't know anything about until the next oh, day. she just like what? it, like you say, like I would say to you right now, man, I thought about burning that house down that, with him in it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? She and of That course, got blown out of crazy Of proportion. course it did. Of course yeah. it did. You know, you see people talk about... Um, uh, how ridiculous it was, and you know, um, marching around with um, vaginas on their heads, and it's like, what are you talking about? They were pink hats, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> and um, you know, they they they're the ones that are gonna, you know, they're gonna suffer just as much as everybody else under this administration. Huh. So I want to just tell them, you know, well, they don't march, don't march. These are, you know, we still live in America. As of what time is it? And. Uh, you know, the First Amendment says we can assemble and and we can uh, freedom of speech. Take uh, take our take our power to the you know to the uh, people. Well, it, it, and 
what was killing me is they were making such a big deal about Madonna's language and everything. Every single person who spoke at the rally in L.A. was saying fuck. And, oh, yeah. I mean, like, from Barbara Streisand to Jane Fonda. I mean, every one of them was yeah. fuck, you know. And fuck him, you yeah. know. He's the one that he said, I fucked her. I mean, it's yeah. sort of like uh-huh. he's our president, so... No, you know. he's not my president. No, he's not. I mean, well, he was elected. Uh, oh, and that you know, I could go on and on, of course, because I am, I am, I am a bit riled up about all of this. So, so yeah. okay, so so tell me, Mo, hmm. you're you're an activist. You've been an activist for all of your life that I hmm. know of. What you know, I get about 50 emails a day telling me to sign these different pe- yeah. petitions. And at yeah. the beginning, I was signing them all. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. I don't want to sign petitions. I've, I've written the emails. I make the phone calls. But then today, um, there was something that went around that said, no, I, you know, check your facts because a lot of things are getting put up that aren't true, you know, yeah. calling these senators and whatever. And even that stuff isn't, you know, a lot of that no, isn't real. It's real. Call your senators. Well, I've been calling. Call your senators. But- call your Congress people. Who's, who said today that there was false information about calling i can't remember who it was anyway um well it doesn't matter if you have your senator's phone number or Mm -hmm. if you have the phone number for any of the uh uh any of the representatives that that are in charge of certain things Mm -hmm. and certain appointments Mm -hmm. uh they they represent us absolutely so call them. Yes, if it ab- screws yep. with them, too fucking bad. They are our representatives. They are supposed to represent us. No, so. absolutely. It wasn't that. It was that somebody, there was something on the internet today about how things are being posted that aren't true, and then they're getting perpetrated to, to take certain steps that really are a waste of time, mm. and so make sure you check your facts and all of that. Well, and, at first I was signing every single, you know, yeah. click, click, clicking on every single thing because you're panicking, right? right. You're like, oh, we got <laughs> whatever in whatever way. It can't hurt, it could help. But now uh, with this administration, you get the feeling that those petitions aren't going to do anything. Yeah. Um, a friend, you know, I don't know if you know, Michael Ian Black uh, put up a, uh, a petition on the you know the whitehouse.gov you know where you can put up a thing and get mm-hmm. people to sign it and it wasn't working it was signed by one person and i know i went and tried to sign it and i couldn't mm. so if the government's own website is not allowing petitions to happen you got to know they could give a shit about anybody else's well what about that website within two minutes of him yeah. signing the thing they took down the lgbtq page they took down the arts it's all page. Down they t- it's all down everything and the, is you down. know our, our people can't tweet information to us from you know who we pay taxes so that they are paid mm-hmm. to give us information mm-hmm. and uh, the national park service can't tweet to us anymore so now there's rogue tweeters going around so we, and some of those you think are they real and as long as they're not you know putting out bad information which is pretty easily checked mm-hmm. then you know it, it's a it's a form of resistance mm-hmm. and that's what's that's what's got to happen i mean we're at i mean the day after the uh election i said what will become of us mm-hmm. because beyond everything he's doing which is all horrible and mm-hmm. all fascist and um beyond all of that it, it's sort of like if in fact he was elected, which I don't know if, in fact, he was. Well, he's so, questioning the the count himself today. Yeah, I'm not today. questioning the count. Mm-hmm. I'm questioning voter suppression. Yes. And I'm question, questioning cross-check, mm-hmm. which is a, another way to suppress the vote. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm questioning. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. He's a cuckoo bird, and what he's trying to do right now is 
make it harder to people for people to vote. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's going to launch an investigation and figure out ways to make it harder to, for people to vote. Mm-hmm. And he said he's going to mostly do it in the big blue states, California and New is. York. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And um, there's going to be a revolution. There's going to be a revolution. Yep. There's got to be. That's um, I think we're in the in the beginning of it. We are. And this rev- and I keep tweeting hashtag this revolution will be televised. Yep. We are going to all get to watch it unfold. We are going to get to be a part of it. And, and to the watch thing it is, there's no freaking reason for it. Nothing was so bad in this country that that should have allowed this. Well, they're also disgracing Obama. They're doing everything possible yeah. to disgrace Obama it's now. A racist, it's it's they're a bunch abomination. of abomination. Racist. I wish there was a worse word to use than the word racist, but. Um, that that's what they are. They're racists and they're uh, authoritarians. And they, and they, you know, I just reread The Handmaid's Tale. So don't read read that. Are you <laughs> gonna freak out? Okay. <laughs> have you ever read it? No, I, 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 no, I don't think I have. Oh my God. Well, it's just sort of this dystopian story about how, um, uh, sort of a Christian, uh, Christo fascist thing happens, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, sort of the men run everything, and the women are either a hand, you know, a, a woman who lives with a couple, mm-hmm. and she's the one who uh, has mm-hmm. the baby. Oh, that's all. She has the baby. Oh, yeah, and the wife lives there too. So does the husband screw her to have the yes. baby? Oh, yes, isn't that but nice? not in a way that's enjoyable. Of course not. She, she's. They sit on the bed. She sits on the bed. Only the bottom is showing. And uh, he looks at his wife while he has sex with the handmaid. Wow. Yeah. It's oh, it's horrific. Mm. Anyways, so don't read that. Yeah, okay. um, or don't read 1984. But yeah, it's all happening Nick. now. I mean, but <laughs> I think, seared in my I think brain. what we know is that more people didn't vote for him. And mm-hmm. I just don't mean the people that voted for Hillary. Mm-hmm. I mean the people that didn't vote for him mm-hmm. uh, that still voted. And so you got to believe that all those people that roused themselves to do that can mm-hmm. rouse themselves to to revolt, which is what we have to do. And what does that look like to you? Do you th- what does that look like? Do you know any? Do that you looks have an like idea? kind of what is happening already. Okay. Right. So what is happening already is that people are on the streets almost every day, mm-hmm. in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like tonight in Philadelphia and in New York, mm-hmm. and uh, that different factions are deciding it. They have to march too. Like mm-hmm. the scientists, there's mm-hmm. going to be a scientist march, mm-hmm. which they haven't. They're going to. They'll know a date in the next few days. Mm-hmm. There's going to be uh, the Pride March will be in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and will be a, a march of resistance. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a march on April 15th, um, a, a tax march mm-hmm. to show us his taxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, beyond that, I think I think there has to be more, though. I think there are our elected officials that are there right now mm-hmm. have got to— uh, there's so much information about how he's tied up with Russia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody follows Adam Khan on online. You do? Yeah, I yeah. Twitter, I do. He every day puts out, he does so much research mm-hmm. on how it's all intertwined with, with Russia and Bannon and, and um, uh, uh, what's his name, the Manafort and Flynn and, Flynn and all mm-hmm. of them. And um, yeah, we were... Uh, we were fucked over, mm-hmm. and we were fucked over by a foreign government, mm-hmm. and they intervened in our in our uh, in our elections. And I don't think we can forget about that. And I don't think people can say, "Oh, okay, I I approve this new guy." I forget his name, Pompeo, just mm-hmm. going along like everything's normal because it's not normal. It's not at all normal. 
And uh, I kept hoping something was going to happen. And I think stop we all did. I think we all thought we live in America. <sighs> yeah, that's what we all thought. This can't mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's happening right now, and um, we've just got to keep. I mean, you know, and the other thing I want to say is that we also have to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people, and I know I am, I'm a little bit obsessed. Mm-hmm. And mainly because you wake up every day and think, what do you do now? And it just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. And worse. I mean, the first day he signed like one bill, the next day he signed a bill. Today he signed like four bills. I mean, it's like, it, it's 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 increasing. It's it's getting, he's getting, it's like when you give like a sick person a little power and they start, he's going to see. He's and gonna... I don't even think it's him. I, th- I think it's, I think it's Bannon. Mm. And I think it's his son-in-law. Mm. And I think it's uh, whatever... You know, Russian shit filters in. That's who I think it is. I think he, I think he's a vindictive, horrible person. I think every mm-hmm. now and then he's, I mean, maybe his thing is um, this popular vote thing, which. Mm. Well, that's the thing. He t- Anything that affects him personally, that gets mm-hmm. his, that riles him personally, he becomes obsessed and single-minded of purpose to, to get, have vengeance. Yeah, he's insane. He's Who he's, else, who he's else would do this? Who else he's could, mad. Who could could allow this mm-hmm. you know and then the, there's the gop mm-hmm. sorry mm-hmm. but they're all traitors mm-hmm. and they all don't care about this country and they don't care about their constituents all they care about is power and their anger at a black man running the country for eight years and it's all money driven everything is, mm-hmm. is dollar driven yeah. and um okay so all right <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come back to this oh, so all right i, I want to just wrap this section up by saying that Saturday gave me the first glimmer of hope and of joy and of community and... And to really look around and think, oh, it's not just me and my friends. We're gazillions of people. Yeah. We are gazillions of people. It's not just me and my Facebook friends and my friend friends. It is... You know, five hundred thousand people here. Seven hundred and fifty thousand where there. I was watching. Yeah, you know, a hundred thousand people there, all over the world. And how often does that happen? Mm-hmm. Never. No, that never happens. No, that everybody goes out on the same day. Never. And people of all colors, religions, uh, ability, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everybody was there. Mm-hmm. And um, so that it, I mean that it just goes to show you that. We're not going to take this lying down. We're just not going to. And, you know, if I hear one more person, I get trolls all the time. And it's like one more person, stop whining. And I, I'm like, no. Let's, I'm, get, let's give them what? a chance. That That's the one that makes yeah. me, like all of us, you know, I can't yeah. even like. No, let's obviously give a, not. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, when he was elected, I thought it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But I never thought it would be, I never gave thought that it would be quite as bad as this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we can't let up. Well, we had Evan Handler here a couple of months ago, and Evan was saying, right after the election, and Evan was saying that, don't think this is going to screw us up for four years or for eight years. He said, this is going to impact us and ruin the world for the rest of our lives. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. That is way <laughs> too much for me to wrap my... I cannot even think about going no. there. So, but, but Wilders kind of agreed last week and said he thinks this is going to impact us for the rest of our life. You know, I, I can't think about it that way. I have to think that we have the ability to... to if this is going to impact us for the rest of our lives, and America wasn't a very good country in the first place, and we've been lying to ourselves all along. Because if this can happen here when we... 
uh, went to war so that it wouldn't happen when we go to wars in other countries for them so it doesn't happen mm -hmm. and then we let it happen here well then our country is built on shit anyway right mm -hmm. so all we can do is resist that's all we can do and I am I do believe there's gonna be a rev I believe this is the start of a revolution and I think we're gonna win this revolution I, I do not think that we are going to stop until this well, stops. I have people, you know, on my Twitter feed that are like saying, I will die for this, you know, wow. which is, you know, but not die because of their, for their children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't want to die for this, but mm -hmm. I will make myself incredibly uncomfortable for this, <laughs> uh, which and, I did on the bus. No, and, I'm and, and And I want to hear about Jack. Samantha had just gone, flown back that morning to go back to school in New York, and she went from the airport and went right and started marching in New York. And, you know, 18 years old, you know, so so it's it spans, there were little kids there yeah. holding signs and meaning it. You know, it was just the cutest thing. How does Jack feel about this? Well, he bought me a nice button that yeah. said fuck Trump, so <laughs> that's how he feels. But he thinks, uh, well, you know, he's a bit of a nihilist mm -hmm. because he's a 17-year-old boy. Yeah. Um, so uh, he he said, you know, I'm not surprised. You know, mm -hmm. people are fucked. But, um, yeah, he's um, he he's sort of one of us. Mm -hmm. He didn't go marching, mm -hmm. but uh, he is one of us, and he... He's a fem, you know. He's a feminist, and he's a he's a good kid. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, it makes me want to cry when I think that Trump is president. And my son lives in this world. It freaks me out. Yeah, my daughter voted in her first election and thought she was about to elect the first woman president. And that whole euphoria of that I, that yeah, day, I remember. You know, I I can remember what it. I, I was like crying sitting at my computer that morning. I was crying walking home from voting. Yeah, I mean, it was like I had voted it in, in, in before, but that day and then I went and watched the returns with a bunch of comics and there were like a hundred of us and before I even left to go there at like four in the afternoon the map was just too red it, mm. but I didn't believe it could happen but I it, it looked too but it was looking too scary yeah. and as it started to unfold I mean it, it it's yeah. unfathomable. It's unfathomable. It just is. But it happened. And the other unfathomable thing is that all those people who are supposed to be so patriotic and God-loving mm -hmm. are perfectly fine with it. Mm -hmm. So they are full of shit. Mm -hmm. All you Trump supporters out there, look what's happening to your country. Mm -hmm. It's a pile of shit. It's a racist, sexist hellhole. That's what Hate is being mongering. made. That's what's happening to it. So thanks. Oof. Thanks a lot. And you third-party voters who oh oh don't, oh, oh, don't even go if, there. If, as soon as I hear the word "burr," I'm like I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm off and running. So uh, yeah, and he'd be delighted to work with Trump. So <laughs> um, okay, so so let's go back, Mo. Let's 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 get off this for a little bit and talk about Mo. Let's cleanse our palate. Let's cleanse. Well, pretty soon <laughs> we're not going to be able to do this at all. We'll be down at the work camp. Oh my God. Um, oh, God forbid. All right. So, so little Mo Gaffney. So yeah. I know a bit about your upbringing. So t t tell us how, how this, this quest to perform, to write, to be an actress, to be funny. W when did that start for you? I know you had a lot of siblings. Yeah. I did. 40, 40, 43. No, I had, <laughs> I had five siblings. Uh -huh. I have, I have uh -huh. five. Yeah. I have five siblings. And, um, 
I don't know. I always did. I just always did. I, when I was really little, mm-hmm. um, there was a TV show, and you might know it, mm-hmm. called The Jackie Gleason Show. Hell yeah. And they used to have the June Taylor dancers. And yeah. my mom said when I was four years old, I told her that's what I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> a June Taylor dancer. I'm sorry dancer. for laughing, but I know you. It just seems yeah. incongruous. But anyway. <laughs> and so she said that's the first time you, you ever mentioned wanting to perform. Oh. Um, and then... I just, it, it just never occurred to me to be anything else. That's all I can say. It never. It, well, so how did it start? Did you do plays in school? I did plays in school. I did plays when I got out of school. I went and worked at the Old Globe Theater in San Diego, mm-hmm. and I did plays there, and then I did improv, and then uh, Kathy and I did the Kathy and Mo show in San Diego. Okay, so wait, wait, stop a second, because somewhere in there, you found success. So how did you Not go? Not yet. Okay. Well, when In you and story. Kathy did together. Yes. But so how how did so until you got to that point where you did you take real did you have job jobs? Did oh you, yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm independently wealthy. No, no, no. But no, I mean, I some did. People, I had job jobs. Okay, you did. So like, I worked. Okay, so I worked. Uh, um, well, I moved out when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And I worked, I'll tell you all my jobs. Is that going to be fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I worked uh, at a deli. Mm -hmm. I made sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I worked at a key packing company. What is that? Oh, it was a security products company. And I I packed keys. You know, we might have to know how to do these things again in the future. So easy. Two, four, six, eight, ten, you know, 20 keys, boom, done. Go to the next one, 20 keys, boom, done. So I did that Mm -hmm. and I babysat at a bowling alley. There were three jobs I had. You babysat at a bowling alley? Yes. When people wanted to bowl at the leagues, Uh there was a room and that's where they put their kids and I was the babysitter there. So I had three jobs and I had one day off a week. But I was very young. I could take it. Oh, you had three jobs at once? Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, I started working at the Old Globe Theater in the box office in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, uh, that's when I, I took a class at the Old Globe, and I was in a couple of plays there. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing improv. Mm-hmm. Oh, meanwhile, work-wise, I, oh, I was a, um, a phone a phone operator. You know what I mean? <gasps> a switchboard? I worked yes, a switchboard. I was a switchboard operator. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Those and, were fun. Now, here's a fun thing. Yeah. Um, uh, it was my first or second day there. And uh, underneath the little hole where you put your mm-hmm. plug, it would say what you're supposed to say when you answer that phone. So on the one side, it would say, you know, good morning, law office. And on the other side, because you had a flipper at the mm-hmm. bottom. And so it said, good a.m. p.m. So that's good morning, good afternoon. And then it said, M-I-H-U, may I help you, please? But it just said, good a.m. p.m., me who please. And that's how I answered the phone. <laughs> good a.m. p.m., me who please. And they were like, what? And everyone was laughing. And they, so they had to explain to me what all that stuff was. That's fabulous. Good a.m. p.m., me who please. Which, they always made fun of me. But that was a fun, I really liked that job. Mm-hmm. When I got going... I freaking loved it. I loved it when everybody was calling at once and you had to be like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so that was my job. And then I worked at a bar, mm-hmm. Pink Panther Beer Parlor, mm-hmm. which is where we got the idea for um, Hank and Karen Sue. Oh. Yeah. And, um, oh, my God, I've had so many jobs. And so, ha- okay, so okay, so you're working jobs, you're doing improv, mm. you're doing a little theater. Mm-hmm. How did you meet Kathy? She was just in the theater community. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she... She was in, um, oh, what is that, with Brian Mitchell. Uh, what's his name? 
Brian Stokes Mitchell? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, the Robert Bridegroom, which was uh-huh. at the Old Globe Theater, and Kathy was in the chorus. He's like a really serious, fabulous actor. Oh, I've yeah. Seen him on oh, he yeah. Was a, yeah. Yeah. And so, and I worked at the Old Globe Theater. That's, mm-hmm. So that's when I first met her. But mm-hmm. then um, I was doing improv, and she was booking acts mm-hmm. for a feminist cafe. Wow. <laughs> Back then. Wow. Oh, yeah. And so, and I was in a group. And so she said, will you get some women together and... Um, do improv at this cafe and I said yeah so I asked three of my friends and improv friends and we formed a group called Hot Flashes <laughs> hilarious <laughs> and um, so that's really how we met and then I was with that we were in that group for a couple of three years like how old are you around at this oh, time 21 mm-hmm. okay yeah and then college no college no college no college no I not go to college. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just be an actor. I didn't, mm-hmm. yeah. didn't think I had to go to college. Mm-hmm. You know, I should have gone to college, but I didn't. Well, you, and you there was no well money, and my parents yeah, yeah. weren't like, "Go to college." Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't. Um, so then, anyways, then I did hot flashes, mm-hmm. and then um, Kathy and I we started hanging out, and we thought each other was the most funny person in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, then we just started doing stuff together, and then we wrote the Kathy and Mo show, and then. And how did you guys get it to be off-Broadway? How did that happen? Well, we moved to New York mm-hmm. with it, mm-hmm. and there's a place called Don't Tell Mama in New York, uh-huh. and we did our show there, mm-hmm. and then the people at Second Stage Theater saw us there, and we did our show at the Second Stage Theater, and then producers saw us there, mm-hmm. and they put us in the West Side Arts, mm-hmm. off-Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Winning that's awards and doing things, yeah. and then HBO. Okay, so so now you're kind of on your 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 a you're, loser. You've, you've arrived. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've arrived. So how how so you went on to have this huge career in television and do and do films and everything. How what what separated you and Kathy? What happened there? Oh, nothing separated us. You just, it in was fact, just, we're gonna go do. Oops, sorry. We um since then we did another Kathy and Mo show and filmed that mm-hmm. for uh. Um, because we wanted to, to do pieces that hadn't been filmed on our specials for the DVD. So mm-hmm. we, we did a big show and, and filmed that. And then, um, we're doing, uh, a cruise, which we've never done. Wow. And we're really excited about that. Um, which is a week, you know, you get to go and you, you perform once and you have a week cruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. Um, in Alaska. Ooh, yeah, nice. so that's pretty freaking. And it's a, it's a. Um, Is it a theme cruise? No, it's well, it's a lesbian cruise. Okay. Um, it's what is the name of it? You know that they, they do all the cruises. I'll think of it. Okay. I can't think of things anymore because I'm getting old, but uh, words just fly out of my head. Yeah, my, all the time I drink. I, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, we're and you know I was just uh, I saw, saw her at the march. Yes. 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 And um so we but we we never meant to be like a you didn't break up a couple right, forever. Right, I mean right, we right. had this show and we mm-hmm. thought we were really funny together. This mm-hmm. is, we can get this get stuff started mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. and we did and then we did our little tour which was really just a you know 6 months I guess in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And after that it was going to be it. It's not like we were going to take the Kathy and Mo show till the end of time mm-hmm. every day. You know we wanted to have our own careers mm-hmm. and uh, but we always come back to each other mm-hmm. you know i uh, she was i was there when her child was born she was there when jack was born Aww. and yeah so i mean she's like my family yeah, yeah. so yeah and she's doing great 
That's excellent. How did how did um, TV happen for you? I don't know. How did TV happen for me? Was that an oh. ambition of yours, or did uh, yeah. it have to work? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, come okay. on. Yeah, it's got to be if you're an actor, unless mm-hmm. you just. I mean, I do have friends that are mostly just done theater mm-hmm. acting, and that's which my is, daughter's dream. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Except it's, you can't make a living. No, whereas mm-hmm. you you could make a living uh, at TV acting. Mm-hmm. Um, as a journeyman actor, you can't much anymore, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore because uh, everything's come, the money's come down, everything's come down because mm-hmm. of the internet. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I, I guess I first I got a TV show called Women Aloud on mm-hmm. um, Comedy Central, mm-hmm. and so that's how that started. And then I did, um, oh, I didn't know I did uh, Taffy Turner, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah, on the Full Wax, mm-hmm. which was uh, Ameri- it was ostensibly an American. Um, like reporter who was reporting on America for English people. Uh-huh. So it was called Taffy Turner Inside America. Uh-huh. And she would say, this is Taffy Turner Inside America, so you don't have to be. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> and she would make up statistics. And like we did one on psychics. And I said, do you know there are more, psych- uh, there are more psychics per square capita in St. Louis than there are uncircumcised men in Israel? Surprising? <laughs> Not really. I mean, stuff that had nothing to do with anything. Uh, it was really Were you fun. writing stuff? I, I wrote that. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, of course, nobody knew who I was then, so they thought I really was Taffy Turner. And I would really <gasps> go places and interview people and smile at the camera and wear oh, that's fabulous. big bright outfits and hair and be like, <laughs> really? That's so fascinating. And I, everything would always come back to world peace. <laughs> and it was really, really fun. So I did that, and then my first sitcom I ever did was AdFab mm. because she, uh, she saw me on on Ruby's show, and yeah. So that's the fr- and then I just came, and then I did uh, then I had Women Allowed, mm-hmm. um, which was a great freaking show on mm-hmm. Comedy Central mm-hmm. back when there were no women's shows on mm-hmm. anything, and all we I, we had all the female comedians on that show, and we did uh, we would have a topic every show, and. It was a really badass show, mm-hmm. especially for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Geraldine Ferrar on that show. Mm. We had Lily Tomlin. We had everyone. We had everyone on that show. Mm. It was fantastic. Anyways, um, I loved it. And then I moved here because I had the Mo Show on Fox, mm-hmm. which I had to get out of because they wanted me to be, you know. What was that about? Well, they wanted – it was a – they saw it aloud, and they really liked it, and mm-hmm. they wanted me to come here and do something similar here. And I thought it would be better for my crew and my producers because at Comedy Central, we'd do 30 shows, mm-hmm. and then we'd be down, and then everybody would have to find a job again. Right. And so I thought if we have a real, you know, a show on a real network, um, people won't be out of a job for, you know, three months at a time. Right. And so finally I said yes, and I came out here, and... They really started out, they promised me it would be like Women Aloud, but mm-hmm. then they wanted me to be sort of like Sally Jesse Raphael. Or, mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like they wanted me to be Dumbed down. Ricky Lake. You know, mm-hmm. and I love Ricky Lake, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I just didn't want to do that. Right. I didn't want to do, for instance, we had a show about gay teens, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to have a show about gay teens. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have a show about whether they should be gay teens. I didn't want to show about uh, people who are against gay teens. Mm-hmm. I wanted a show about the experience of gay teens and what happened with sort of well-known gay people, which there weren't that many at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, when is this? Mm-hmm. This what? was 94, 95. Okay. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, there people. A guy had written a book about um, gay suicide. You know, uh, gay teen suicide, mm-hmm. and just we just had all these great things, and they wanted. They were like, and this was all because somebody came up with the idea because there's a high school in Fountain Valley where they wanted to have a gay straight alliance sort of a club, mm-hmm. and they picketed against it, and the sign said stuff like. It's Fountain Valley, not Faggot Valley. Oh, gosh. Yeah, grown-up people. Mm-hmm. And so somebody read about that and then got in touch with us. So anyways, that's what it, it wasn't about whether it's wrong or right. It's mm-hmm. about letting kids know that they could be, you know, they could be gay. And if they're gay, you can grow up and be this person mm-hmm. or do what these people did and or call this number. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or what's your mm-hmm. experience as a grown-up now that you've gone through, you know, all this stuff. So right. that's... And they wanted me to get the hateful people on. Mm-hmm. And I said, no. And they said, well, I don't know if we can do the show. And I said, well, then I guess we won't do the show, mm-hmm. meaning that show. Mm-hmm. And this was day of. And they thought I'd back down and say, okay, we can have the horrible people on. But mm-hmm. I didn't. I said, I guess we won't do the show then. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, we'll do the show. <laughs> and then. You won. I did win. Well, wow. I, we had we had people yeah. in, the, we had an audience and we had people that worked there. So, and you, you you know, anyways, I have when we're not talking on mics, I'll tell you other things. But <laughs> so what it turned, what it came down to is that I was never going to be the person they wanted me to be, mm-hmm. and uh, they were never going to stop trying to make me do that. Mm-hmm. So I had to finally say, bye. You know what I mean? And then I just started doing sitcoms, and that was better because I wasn't pretending to be me doing sitcoms. You know what I mean? So what? What? what do you have any good stories? It was anything particularly fun or or. Well, yeah, oh, Sidney Pollock. Oh. I got to do uh, a Mad About You with him. Where oh. I played their therapist, and then he played my therapist. Oh. And that was pretty great, because I love him so Hell much. Hell yeah. And he was fabulous. He was great. And I just Car- made my daughter watch Tootsie. Which, oh, which... my God. He's my favorite thing in that movie. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. really is. Yeah. My favorite line in that movie is, is, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he's like... <laughs> He asked me to marry him. Had a ring. He had a ring, and he's like, oh, "What did you say?" <laughs> like there was a possibility. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Anyways, and he was lovely. And then, mm. of course, Carol Burnett, who mm. I did that show with too, because she played somebody's mother, Helen's mother. Mm. And um, yeah, so that was great. Mad about you was great because oh, there were so many great people. You. Jeff oh. Garland was on that show, mm. and uh, Anne Ramsey, who's so mm. funny as the sister. <laughs> And, yeah, I had a great time doing that show. It was mm-hmm. really fun. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Yeah. And I guess there's a lot. I mean, I've done a ton of them. I did, when I did Friends, that was, they were all, could not have been nicer. Really? Yes. They were really nice. Uh-huh. Cool. Which was wow. great. Because they were, like, the biggest stars in the world. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I didn't get to spend the whole week. They called me on Wednesday and uh-huh. were like, can you come play this part? And I was like, of course I can come play that part. <laughs> and so I did. And so you feel... No matter what, when you go in as a guest star on a show, you feel like the interloper. <laughs> like, really? I'm just somebody who's coming in to do the show. Yeah. And um, and most of the time, people are very welcoming and nice. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Uh-huh. I mean, I have been on a show before where they weren't. Okay. And it was, you know, like it's like being a little bit like being in hell. And it's really hard to like <laughs> act and be funny. So when... they all are unto themselves and they're not really yeah. including you and they stuff? They don't even see you until you're doing the scene with them. Oh, and nice. it's sort of like, oh. Well, that was nice. Yeah. But the Friends people weren't like that at all. They could not have been nicer. In fact, most, I would say most of the time, mm-hmm. people are, are, are pretty nice about it. 
You know. And how, how, how does film compare? How do you like working on film? I, yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I, you know what? Like it or not, since I come from the theater, mm-hmm. I really like a sitcom, a, you know, a, mm. a multi-camera mm-hmm. sitcom. Mm-hmm. You, you know, got an audience happening. And, you know, yeah, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, you kind of, when you're on a, a set or, or on location or whatever, and you're just sort of performing with the people that work there, mm-hmm. um, it's great when you make them laugh and then mm-hmm. you have to do a retake. That's fantastic. And it's like the best feeling because, you know, they've been around. Right. Um, but there's also that energy energy you get from from a live audience that's sure. right there so and i know i know how to play an audience so yes you do you know what i mean i, I kinda, see you do it yeah i think i can do that pretty well yeah. so i kind of love that but I, I guess any you know any job i'll take any job <laughs> so okay so now so here we are and it's 2017 and the world is upside down and so what what um what is ringing your bell uh, career-wise? I mean, forget that Nothing. whole thing. Is there anything that is there anything you still aspire to, to do? Think. Is there something you'd love to do? Bell. Are you writing at all? Um, I am writing, but you don't want to read what I'm writing. It's all very, very dark. Angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm and, writing dark. Uh, too. You know what I'd like to do? And I don't know if I will do this, but I would love to do sort of a a spoofed uh, like news show that says really exactly what's happening. Mm. And and like, uh, oh. I love that. Do you remember that was the week that back. was? Yeah, yeah. Just really exactly like, well, guess what the president did today? What, Sandy? Well, <laughs> you know, in a very sort of uh, newscaster, in newscaster way. He's really gone off the rails now, Paul. <laughs> He has. What is he? Well, he signed another executive order. (laughs) Say it isn't so. It is. Sandy? (laughs) Sandy's standing in front of the White House. Do you know what I mean? I think that would be really fun. I think you should do it. I think I might. I think you need to do it. I mean, you could, in these days, you can just do it, put it on the internet. Yeah, you can just do it. I love this idea. Look at a backdrop like you got behind you. And you were talking about teens and and, um, all of that. Louise, what this studio is actually used for on Tuesday nights is Louise has a podcast for teenagers. Oh. Where they talk about teenage issues and real teenage issues. And that's what what they do. Oh, I don't care about teenagers, really. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have a teenager. I care very much. They're about loud, them. Yeah. Uh, but I cared a lot. You know, it's so funny because Jack's hysterical. You should get Jack um, Mo's son Jack uh, to to be a guest on your show. He's we would fabulous. Love to have Jack. Yeah, on. Jack right. is wonderful. Uh, he's a good good man. We have pizza. Okay, well he'll be here then. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, what am I doing? I don't know. I'm I'm so ca- I cannot. I'm so caught up in the end of democracy right now that. It's, it's, it's really consu- hard for me. I mean, is it, it's all consuming. I, yeah, I had a thing where I, you know, you do the, uh, like for voiceovers or animation, mm-hmm. you can do, like, you self-tape and mm-hmm. send it off. And I had one of those and I was like, you are interrupting me with this. <laughs> but it's really true. It's like the first thing I do when I get up in the yeah. morning, right? I start reading all, and you turn around and it's six hours later. Yes, and you're exactly. Still re- posting and reading and, oh my God. and, um, and it's craziness, but, um. Uh, I, yeah, we gotta we gotta keep the joy because if we don't have the joy, then there's nothing worth fighting for. Okay, so yeah, I mean? so tell tell us a happy story. Do you have a happy story? Do you have a funny story? Do you have an anecdote? Do I have Did a you, happy, yeah, come on, leave, 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 leave us with leave us with some joy. I don't, I don't have an. I'm the, you know I was gonna be on David Letterman years okay. ago before you were born, and they called me and were like, uh, you know, the producer called and was like, um, we just need you know some funny stories, and I was like. What are you talking <laughs> Anecdotes. Do you have anecdotes? And I was like, I, I, I don't, 
I don't have anecdotes. <laughs> it was like the worst producer ever. <laughs> I was like, I don't, you know, I know producers. I had a show and I had guests on. Yeah. And they're supposed to talk to you. Yes. And say, what's the funniest thing that happened to you when you, when you were a kid, you know, but they were just like, do you have some anecdotes? <laughs> no. Just cold. I'm anecdote free. <laughs> So. No, and that's a terrible thing to put. But I just, I feel like we should leave with joy. Okay, I have a last question for you. Actually, okay. I almost forgot. We we have a question. I did get a bra that's comfortable, but it's riding up a little. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I had shots in I my hate back wearing today bras. and I'm not comfortable. I freaking hate um, bras. They should um, be banned. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, Ban well, that. Well, you know what? I'm Trump. not about banning the bra because when I take mine off, nobody wants to see me. I mean, I it's a lovely You've thing. You've got big boobs. Uh, yeah, but it's a lovely thing what happens because of my bra. It's a lovely thing. I know. Thing. Kathy feels no. the same way. There's yes. a lot of women that like bras. No, I, I like it because without it, no. It's, I it's hate not, bras. It's oh, not a good right, thing. Yes. I hate bras, bras too. Off. They're stupid. I, um, I have a really comfortable on right now. I'm so like, glad. All right. So speaking of bras, uh, Mo, do you have a guilty pleasure? Every every week before we end the show, I ask um, my sheroes and heroes if they have a guilty pleasure to sort of humanize you in some oh. way because, you know, you got all this shit going on. So tell me something that... I don't that have that much shit going on. The whole idea of you having this show and saying and you worked for your dreams and now you... you no, know, shut up because you... Ha- no, stop. You're gonna make it. No, no yeah, but... but, but <laughs> make no, it. Yeah, but yes, no, no, I've made stop. it. No, I've made it. You've lived a lot of your dreams. You're a and, hat tosser. Come yeah, on. You're... <laughs> you you have lived a lot. You've done some pretty damn yeah, cool I, no, things. I have nothing to complain about. That's the truth. I have nothing to complain about well, except the state of the world. Yeah. But, I mean, personally, as far as I'm, I don't feel sorry for myself. I'm um, glad you don't feel sorry. Okay, so I, I feel sorry for all of us, but, we yeah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. So, okay, do you have a guilty pleasure? Is there anything that you indulge in that you hope nobody would catch you doing or you're, like, feel oh, weird about? Oh. It has something to do with eating because I don't yes, drink all, or do drugs eating anymore. Too. Yeah, me either. So it's eating. And, okay, and so what what's your favorite thing to eat that like you're disgusted? Because I eat Cheetos, it's really embarrassing. Oh, yeah, gee, I can't. They stick to my teeth too oh, much. I, I can't them. take it. My son eats. Except Cheetos. he's he has ruined Cheetos because they keep calling him the Cheeto. Oh, right. So he's ruined my I'm guilty sorry. pleasure for me. I have to go. I have to. Go I'm to a Mexican food person, okay. so chips and salsa, uh, chips and guacamole and salsa. Mm-hmm. You can give me a rolled taco. Mm-hmm. You can give me a, ta- a taquito. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love Mexican food. So that and Malamars. Ooh, I haven't had a. It. I haven't had a Malamar. Oh, see, now I'm gonna have to stop on the way home. They don't have them. No, stop. Well, they have them, but they don't have them. I mean, I, ha- I found them at this one store. I think it was at Pavilions. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, Melomars. Because I used to get them in New York all the time. Uh-huh. And then now I can't find them again. <gasps> but I, which is good, because I ate the whole freaking box. Not in one sitting. Oh, God. But you just easily. You just got me going. I was just dreaming about going home and stopping and getting, Mal- I haven't had a Melomar probably in 20 years. They're the best. Oh, my God. The, I loved yeah, them. They're delicious. So, so, so this is what's happened to me since mm. this whole, since November 9th. I have literally gained eight pounds. We call it the Trump 20. I, 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 <laughs> I wrote that. I called it the Trump 15. But uh, well, okay, you haven't eaten as much yeah. as I have. <laughs> I, I yes, that is exactly it's, it's the Trump it's, 20. Can't stop because you know you you think it's going to be a dystopian uh, landscape and you better get some fat on those bones. <laughs> you know, because who knows if you'll eat again? <laughs> is that, to, it's is nesting that what it is? for the yeah. apocalypse. <laughs> Okay, at least there's a reason. I, I thought I was just doing because I was depressed. I oh, okay. ang- I think it's anxiety more it's, than depression. It, it is anxiety. It yeah. is anxiety. It's, it's anxiety. It's tremendous anxiety. 
Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So this is not the way I wanted to go out. But I keep, listen, I hope, listen. I Malamar, we're going out Malamar, Malamar. Let's go. Let me tell you, there's hope. <laughs> there is always hope if there is resistance, and if there are enough of us, and there are, and if we love each other, and we do, mm-hmm. then there is hope. I love he that. can't win when there is so much. No, we're all going to dance at the impeachment ball. We certainly are. In fact, I'm going shopping for my impeachment dress. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being I here, I hope Mo. I wasn't too much of a bummer. Uh, you, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. I love you, love you, love, I love you. you. And back. everybody out there, um, follow Mo on, um, you have a Twitter. I do. And on a Facebook and um, all of that kind of stuff. And even when you run out of friends now, you can they copy Twitter and now that you can have followers on yeah. there. At Mo Gaffney. At Mo Gaffney, and then you can like know, like Mo will set you straight on you know what you should be doing because yeah. all this other stuff we're running around in circles. So we need people to lead us, and, and can you I are just... a good person to lead us, by the way. Well, you are. We'll see. I like that. <laughs> good luck. I don't know. Lead you right <laughs> over the freaking cliff. But uh, uh, um, what was I going to say? You made me forget. I made you. You forget made maker. You. Um. Um. It was I, really important. Thanks a lot, Vicky. You said something about follow you and at Mogafni and at um and I don't know what and else. you was will lead us and something to plug. Um. Oh yeah, I'm on the Mick. It's a new show on Fox oh. with um, Caitlin Olson, and uh, that should it's coming up. It's on Fox. You can also watch on Hulu. Okay. And uh, that's another one of my binges. What? Oh, what? Hulu. Oh, the new one day at a time with Justina Mercado. No, that's wow. that's net that's Netflix. I, I mean, just, Netflix. we just yeah. we Mike Royce was here two weeks. Louise and I have watched the whole thing. Oh, oh I my. love it so much. And yeah, and the best. last two episodes, my daughter wrote a tweet and said, um, "It's her generation. You have to watch this show." She said, "If not, if nothing but for the last two episodes," she said, "I cried my eyes out." I did out. too. <gasps> I oh loved my every god, me it. too. I freaking hated that it ended. Oh my god! I want the next season. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You gotta find your joy where you can get it. And yes. they're 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 going back. They're they're going back. They're so yeah. Oh, they do. They got another season. Yeah, they're they're getting season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So that's ending happy. That'll give you some joy. That go watch that show. Go watch one day. Made me so happy. Excellent. Thank you, Mo. I love you. Thank you, Vicky. I love you too. So easy, John. Take away with Mo. For me, I believe it's not to compromise. To she is true to herself in everything she does from her activism to her work. I mean, she was ready to walk away from that Fox show, Mo. And um, she, up until the last minute, she was going to go. Um, and I really respect that. And it's something we need so badly today. What, what, you got something? You, what do you think? Beth? I think the word's integrity, no, right? That's a good one. It works <laughs> She's for also really brave. Very. Because th- that doesn't just happen. Oh, I'm walking away. I mean, there's meetings where people are very agitated. It's it's not easy to be that brave. Ah, speaking of being agitated, mm-hmm. um, we one thing we didn't touch on when we were talking earlier was about the inauguration the day before, which I don't, I did not watch. I do not acknowledge. Oh, we drove to Virginia. We didn't want to be anywhere but, near it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, but but what really troubled me was the looting, the supposed looting that was going on by. Uh, you know, we're the pacifists. We're the peace lovers. We don't do that, and we don't wear black ski masks and throw rocks. I really believe it's sort of, they threw rocks into a Starbucks. They, like, broke the windows. I mean, that's just, that goes against everything we stand for Hello. because American people have a right to get a coffee. <laughs> you would never infringe upon that. I mean, 
That's just, we don't live in that world. Yeah, it's weird. I heard that they were throwing like tear gas. Like there was some news reports on the radio that made it sound like it was a war zone in some oh, spots. Oh, I mean, it looked really scary. And as a matter of fact, people, I, I posted the night before the, the our march, the women's march, that um, the, the war, things to do and not to do. And, and my son was really afraid. And it, it said like, write in Sharpie the name of the number of your lawyer in case you get arrested. And... Um, People were afraid for me to People march. People were afraid for us yeah. because they saw what was happening the day before. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, this whole, that whole thing about the throwing the rocks into the Starbucks, I'm not buying for one second. That was us. Oh, you think they were set up? I, I do. Yeah. Who, who, was anybody at the Women's March wearing black ski masks? I sure didn't see it. Not only no. that, there were no arrests from what I heard. There were there no, no arrests. But, but there was plenty of coffee. There was lots it's of coffee. Definitely coffee. <laughs> no, there, you know what? There wasn't enough coffee. And so anyone who arrived with coffee would have been greeted as a hero. So because we were kind of deprived of restrooms and oh yeah, food coffee or uh, porta potties. There was not in L.A. In L.A., they made sure everybody had plenty of coffee and plenty of food. Oh my God, I'm yeah. marching in L.A. <laughs> but but also oh, so much this, more humane. This coffee is a perfect segue into you guys' coffee song. Oh yeah, we created a coffee. We can queue up the coffee song. So we're gonna queue up the coffee song. We're gonna say um, thank you all for joining us, and um, I look forward to uh, being back with you. We do next Tuesday. On the road taken. And mine our archive until then. A new show every Tuesday. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on the corner of Hollywood and Vine where I'll be using a bullhorn. Well, you can also get links to all this and more at VickiAbelson.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-A-B-E-L-S-O-N. Please follow, subscribe, review, lather, rinse, repeat. Till next Tuesday. And mine and binge our archive while you're at it. It's rich with information, inspiration, and fun, damn it. Thanks for listening. And if you like to watch, keep your eyes peeled for our next Facebook Live. <laughs>